0: Howdy friends, this is Taylor, welcome to the podcast. This is bonus content for episode 63. I cut it out from the rest of the episode because this contains full spoilers for Star Wars The Last Jedi. My thoughts on the movie and uh, how I saw faith and culture uh, mixed up within this movie. So here you go, segment three of episode 63 where we get down and dirty with Star Wars The Last Jedi Hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you think of the movie and what you think of this segment. Have a happy new year. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. I want to thank the folks for coming on to this week's show. They were a blast to have here in the studio. And today in our final segment of this week's show, I want to do something that I've been looking forward to doing for a couple of weeks. I mentioned it last week. This segment of the podcast of the radio show is going to be full spoilers for Star Wars The Last Jedi. If you have not seen the movie yet, turn the dial. This is like the one time ever I'll tell you not to listen to the radio show, but I don't want to be the guy that ruined Star Wars The Last Jedi for you. It's been a couple weeks that it's been out now uh, by this point, so I do want to do it in a timely fashion and share my thoughts on uh, what I thought of the movie, how it connects to our faith, and some of my favorite scenes from said movie. So here we go. Without further ado, again, full spoilers for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Here we go. First one, I'll start off with something kind of funny. Uh, Chewbacca and the Porg. <laughs> I love everybody loves the Porgs. They're like the new. They're like little kids. They're like little. I don't know. Chewy toys. Like I don't know what they are. The Chewy toys is actually kind of funny <laughs> since uh, since that's kind of what we're going to be talking about here. So Chewy, Chewbacca. Um, he, we see him sitting at a fire when he's visiting a planet that has the Porgs on them with a roasted Porg. That just came out of the fire that he's about to eat, and then the camera s- swings over to uh, this group of I don't know five, six, seven other pors, porks looking up t- at Chewie with like these puppy eyes, like "Oh my goodness, what have you done?" And of course, Chewie, you know, does his Chewie yell at them, and they they run off. But one of the funnier parts of the of the of the movie is. Not only their puppy eyes, but Chewie's reaction to them. He yells at him initially, but then he stare, after they run off, he stares at the roasted pork and he's like, oh, you know, like, I can't eat this now. <laughs> this is like their cousin or something, and they're right there, and he doesn't end up eating it, which I think was it was interesting as I was thinking about when I watched the movie. He and the... One of the Porgs end up becoming friends. Is his new writing partner on the Millennium Falcon that we see throughout the rest of the movie? You know, the Porgs jumping around in the cockpit, and Chewie's like pushing them out of the way. But they become friends, and I'm like, wow, that is quite a turn of events here, now, wasn't it? He was just eating his cousin or some kind of relative, or maybe his best friend from school. We don't know. And now they're friends again. So, from Chewie's perspective. He's encountering something, and some, um, and this somehow, quote-unquote, humanizes the issue of eating them. Obviously, they're not humans, but he encounters these porgs, and it makes him rethink his eating of this animal. Now, I'm not going the, like, PETA route. Like, I, I love eating animals. I don't know if I'd eat a pork. That's a whole other question, but I don't have to worry about that question because, uh, sorry, kids, they're not real. So he would no longer, he no longer saw them as, quote-unquote, other, but eventually becomes friends with them from the porgs perspective obviously he was quite scared of chewbacca at some point he ran away but sometime off screen he obviously stepped out in courage to be around this beast again in chewbacca he didn't hold the roasting of his friend against Chewie. if that isn't a symbol of loving your enemies i don't know what is So what what can we take away from these two guys or uh, these two animals, (laughs) relation, whatever they are? Right. Uh, Number one, uh, being courageous in fraternal correction, uh, but not seeing people who disagree with us as these beasts. Like this is what the pork did. He encountered Chewbacca doing something that he thought was wrong, was scared, ran away, but eventually came back. And for both of them, until we're able to see each other as human beings with dignity, like we'll never be able to have real dialogue. Like Chewbacca and this porg should not be friends, but because Chewbacca was willing to have his heart softened and changed on something that he was wrong on. And then for this porg to step out and do some fraternal correction to be able to say like, Hey, I don't, I don't think what you did was right. And for them to actually be friends now. Would, would be a miracle in our modern day lives. Cause I, f- I feel like so often, like when Catholics disagree with people, we're like, Oh, like those are the people who uh, want gay marriage or those are the people who want abortion to be legal. And we instantly make them a beast. Like we instantly make them something less than us. And like why we know that they shouldn't be for those things. Like we're never going to offer them a chance to change by saying, things like you know abortion is killing babies like that Can you know i'm sure that's worked for a a few people but that's not how we're going to win the hearts of these people who who may disagree with us or disagree with the church on what on these true things uh so i think that was my funny little one here there at the beginning let's move on to some of the bigger characters here shall we so ray obviously is one of the main characters of the film she the, the first uh scene that we see her in is the end of the movie we got two years ago. So we've been waiting to see what Luke would say to Ray after two years. Ray's been waiting for, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds or something. Uh, quite awkwardly. Uh, she, you know, has been seeking him out. She traveled to find him. This is, this is all what happened in episode seven. And then he finally it acts. You know, one of the funniest parts of it, I love it, where he just throws the lightsaber <laughs> over his shoulder. Like, totally not what, what I expected at all. Like, I thought he was going to be, like, there was rumors that he was just going to say, like, who are you? You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, but he just throws it over his shoulder and walks away. Like, not what we expected and not at all what she expected. Uh, he doesn't even want to talk to her. And so I was like, okay, like, what is the parallel here? And I, I feel like that at times, going to church can be very similar to Ray's experience of going to meet Luke. People get all excited. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Um, I'm going to learn from this master. I'm going to learn how to be uh, a better person. I'm going to get stronger in my religion. Like, obviously, their religion is the Jedi religion, ours is Catholicism. We encounter this religion and maybe the leader of these religions, and uh, we search for it, we find it, we're excited, and then it's, it's not quite what it seems. I don't know if you've ever experienced, but people in the church can be quite difficult. Uh, they can be nasty, or even at, team, uh, at times seem, quote-unquote, completely closed off to the force, right? And by that, I mean like closed off to God or letting him um, impact their lives, their choices, and their words. So what is it that Rey did that won the day? Because obviously at, towards the end of the movie, like even in the beginning, Luke finally agrees to to mentor her, to train her in the in the Jedi way. It's her persistence that brought about that change. She just followed him around, she knocked, she 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 walked around the the island. She continued her training. She continued, you know, swinging her lightsaber, all these kinds of things, right? And this is what changed the heart of Luke. And so I think there are, there are two different ways that I've been looking at this. It's like, one, there are some similarities to, like, my relationship and probably some of your relationships with God. You seek, you find, you search. You've been told that, you know, seeking you will find, knocking you shall, the door will be opened. And you're like, man, I've been seeking and knocking, and I, ask, I haven't seemed to got an answer in quite some time. And then you're like, well, is the Bible wrong? Like the, is Jesus wrong? It says that if you seek, you'll find. Um, nowhere in that verse does it say immediately. <laughs> I'm like, that's just something we have to, to come to terms with. Like, We all have ups and downs in our faith, in our faith life and our prayer life with God, like how close we feel to him but it's raised persistence even when you know like sh- she was not getting what she wanted and not getting what it, what she thought was going to happen she consistently still sought out luke and still did the things like for her training that sh- that she wanted to she um you know she was using her lightsaber she was searching around the um the uh, the island for things to grow in in her strength in her Jedi strength so um I think for you and me, when we're trying to seek out God, that persistence is a big thing that we all need because there are, you've already experienced them most likely. There's just times that it's going to get very hard to continue seeking out the Lord. But just like in the movie, Luke eventually comes around and like, it's not that God doesn't want. It, there's is the dissimilarity, obviously, that God isn't like Luke in the way that he's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. But it it can seem at times like he's not there, and we can look at it like he's being like Luke. But of course, he is always there in the background. So now let's get, let's talk about Luke because one of the biggest controversies about the movie. I absolutely love the movie, by the way. A lot of people, uh, the quote unquote true Star Wars fans, didn't like it uh but uh, 93% of the people that have watched it have so i don't know what to tell you <laughs> i thought it was fantastic but luke was a big point of controversy especially in the stuff that we were already talking about like he is he has been the symbol of hope throughout the galaxy for you know tens of decades now tens of years and now he's lost his hope uh, we find out that he doesn't want to talk to ray that he has closed himself off from the force and everybody's like how can the symbol of hope Lose all hope. Let's just think about Luke's story here for a second. He lost his father. Like, his father, he had to come to the grips of, you know, Luke, you are my father. Like, this terrible guy was, was his dad. And then, obviously, he lost him in, in episode six. Uh, he's the last of the Jedi. He, uh, he tried to not be the last of the Jedi, you know, 10, 20 years ago. But he, he failed his nephew. He failed Ben Solo uh he failed the future of the order it all fell apart and now like for at the time being he is the last jedi and thus he's also failed his mentors he's failed obi-wan he's failed yoda because you know he was the last of his kind and he couldn't continue the jedi order he's the reason that you know his little nephew became kylo ren um and it's because kylo saw luke trying to kill him right So that's that's one of the big reveals in the movie is that Kylo wasn't like the one of the big things is that he hasn't been pure evil. But the the big reveal is that the reason he finally turns like why he finally caves is that he looks up in his sleep and he sees Luke standing over him with a lightsaber. And as Luke's telling the story, he's like, you know, I saw the darkness in him, just like he's seen the darkness in his father. He saw darkness all throughout the Empire. And he's like, "This is going to happen again," and so he's like, "I need to just stop it here and now." So for this this brief moment, and he says immediately he regrets it, and he's about to turn his saber off and walk away, but then Kylo wakes up and he sees Luke, the guy he trusted, trying to kill him, and you know the rest is history. Kylo, or you know Ben Solo, becomes Kylo, and it's like, so wh- how does Luke react to this? He completely shuts himself off in the forth- from the force, and wants the Jedi Order to end. So how how does this make sense? How, because I I had this uh, discussion on Facebook with a friend of mine who hates that Luke lost his hope. And I I just want to tell you that there have been dozens and dozens of stories of people who have been around the church or around ministry who for so many years played a huge role in bringing people closer to Christ, huge role at the church only to fall away later in life due to all kinds of things. Just like Luke had all his things that, that were struggles in his life. He just finally got beat down and didn't want to continue. And I've seen this. I've seen this in youth ministers. I've seen this. We've seen it, sadly, in priests. We've seen it. And in, in, in the, the Catholicism is the – or former Catholics is the second largest religion in America. Like we know that this can get hard. Life can get hard. And we can shut ourselves off from not like what Luke does is the force, but we can shut ourselves off from God. We can shut ourselves off from the church. And I can, I can uh, see this even in my own life. There have been times where I, you know, I'm, I live in the church. I work at church. I'm in ministry doing this stuff all the time. And I'm supposed to be this, you know, beacon of hope, this beacon of truth, this beacon of love. And like, I can't, do that all the time, right? I fail, I fall just like anybody else. And there are times where like, I just feel like I'm getting beat down over and over again, where I begin to lose my hope. Where I I start to close myself off from, from God. Like my prayer life starts to struggle and all these kinds of things. And I'm like, I can totally relate with Luke in some of these situations. But what changes it? Like we said a few minutes ago, it's raised persistence. Speaking to his good old force ghost, Yoda. So it's other people coming to meet him, which is Ray's persistence. It's his force, the force ghost of Yoda coming to talk to him, which I think is like our church fathers or our church leaders and the distress symbol from his symbol, from his sister that changed his mind. All these things work together to bring him back to having hope and saying, you know, like I can be this beacon of hope again. So he opens himself up to the force uh, and in one of the more epic moments in Star Wars history walks out to take on the entire resistance get shot at with all their cannons <laughs> the dust settles and you know he does the whole you know uh, jay-z get that dirt off your shoulder type thing which a lot of people think is corny and i, <laughs> I, I might agree but it was funny and we the, everybody in the theater when i was watching it laughed it was just this epic moment right like he comes back he saves what's left of the resistance he saves his sis- sister and he saves the last jedi because all this time where he said the jedi order is going to end what he saw in ray he said one of the best lines in the movie in thinking of Ray, I will not be the last Jedi. Just so, so, so epic. And I think the, the, we can't walk away from talking about a Star Wars movie without talking about the fight between good and evil. And we see this mostly in Ray and Kylo Ren, both of them. The whole movie is about them fighting with the dark and the light within them. She thought she could change him and bring him over. He thought he could change her. And I think one of the points is that it's not too late either way. People can be uh quote unquote dark side. They can they can be doing bad things, they can be away from the church. It's not too late for them. And in the same way, people can be in the church forever. It's not too late for them to turn back the and, and turn their back on God either. Like we have to consistently and constantly choose the good. And uh one of the interesting things in their relationship is that they're both being played by Snoke, by the evil one, right? Like they were they were being toyed with by this evil power. And I think uh, when we look at Ray, you know, who's the light side, who we want to be (laughs) on that side as well. Like the one thing that's going to keep, keep us from falling to the dark side is coming back to where we receive our strength as we go and try to help people to see the light. Where are you coming back to receive your strength in the church, through prayer and your community, whatever. So, That's it. That's our spoiler cast in this last uh, segment of of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be back next week for our first episode of the new year. Say it!